bitches shaking the table. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Shaking the Table. Shout out to my loyal listeners, my followers, the people who always repost. I love y'all. Y'all are the best people I know. Thank you so much. Um, today we're gonna go in a little bit of a different direction. Um, I have one of my mentors, Miss Nacy, on the phone. Hi, Miss Nacy. Hey, girl. Um, and one of the topics that you guys submitted way, way back when, when I asked you um, for topics you're interested in, was to talk to someone who's a little bit older, who has a little bit more life experience on them, to talk about like lessons they wish they learned in their 20s. Um, so not to age Miss Nacy, because she's still young, she's still good, and it's still popping. Um, but I wanted to talk to somebody who has more life experience that could tell us things that um, she may not have realized or known that they were lessons at the time, but right now she can give us, um, I guess, a fresh perspective on how we can approach these goals and lessons and just, you know, be the best version of ourselves. So, Nacy, um, I wanted you to introduce yourself and give a little uh, tidbit about your background just so people know, like, who the advice is coming from. Hello, listeners. Mo, thank you so much again for the opportunity. Um, my name is Macy Gristy. Um, I know Lauren um, because I'm currently the um, advisor for the NAACP on the University of Maryland campus. Um, I have been a staff member there, currently serving as an assistant director for administration and programming for the Department of Family Science. Um, I have a bachelor's, I have a master's, I'm pursuing my PhD currently. So. Um, if you add up those numbers, you might say I'm somewhere in my early 30s. So um, I'm just excited. Um, I'm very passionate about mentorship and higher education and hope that I can be of assistance to someone that may be looking for some. So the reason I picked Nacy is because like we have this like, um, I don't want to say mom, because that makes me feel like I'm saying that you're old. You're not that old, but like we have like a mother relationship of sort. Big sister. There we go. Big sister. Um, I love it relationship where um there are times in my life that I felt like I've needed someone older to just like give me an outside opinion outside perspective on like how I can grow how I can be a better person how I can be a better leader which is so important um and then also with like my transition from um college to like the real world she's been there so I think that it's important for me to like share advice from my mentors to you guys because I know some of you may have just graduated some of you may be moving to new jobs or new states or whatever um and you may be feeling like you're in a transition period and it's always nice to have someone that's older um that could just tell you like hey girl you fucking up um <laughs> so I asked Nacy to write five of uh the lessons that she's learned in her 20s and we're going to go into each lesson and kind of figure out how she learned that lesson and then also like if she has any more um, tips she would want to share for us in our early 20s. The first lesson you said um, that you learned was to invest more in your academic future. So I want you to kind of explain yeah. that one, what you meant. So I think when I'm thinking about advancing as a professional, like everything that you are taking in at the undergraduate level through your time in um, uh, through your bachelor's degree or bachelor's program is training you up for who you're going to become, right? Mm -hmm. So um, in my mind, I'm thinking investing your academic as well as professional futures. Don't take that four, four and a half, five years, maybe five and a half or so um, for granted. You're not rushing to get out. You are utilizing all of those classes, every organization, um, every internship opportunity um, as a life lesson, right? It's a building block for who you will become. So 
Um, academically, I would say, you know, invest in an advanced degree or major that's going to help you secure the bag, honey. Um, I think it's not just about, like, doing something that you're excited about and passionate about, right? Like, mm. I really loved music. Okay, so what do you want to do with that bachelor's in music? Because in 2019, there's really only, like, one one road that you can go down that you would be financially um, um, or career-driven and be successful. So let's try and start, like, honing in on that in your sophomore year. What do you want to see with that? If your passion for music can't sustain you, it won't sustain your um, your future career trajectory. So in thinking about how to um, utilize all of the time and opportunity that you have, think holistically about something that you're good at, something that you're passionate about, and then what do you want that to look like? That's what you're supposed to be doing through your time in undergrad. And I think not enough time as mentors and advisors and professors, we are actually saying, okay, so what do you want to do with this degree? What are you good at? What are you passionate about doing? And figuring out how you can use that degree to put you on a platform to be I think that's something I've been thinking about too, like in my life, um, just because like, okay, so my whole life I've been good or I think I've been good at like talking to people, making people feel comfortable talking to me. And then like, I guess sharing other people's stories and stuff like that. Like I'm really good at telling stories and, you know, making people intrigued by the things I have to say. So I was like, okay, what's a major that I could do that I can do those things? Boom, journalism. But what I didn't think about is the fact that um, we're sort of in a shift, right? So when we were younger, we were told, okay, don't go into communications and PR and all that because there's no money in that or there's no future in that or like, how are you going to get a job? But I feel like we're switching like more, um, like journalism is now, especially like in the political climate, right? Everyone hates journalists, fake news, blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't factor in the economic aspect of like, yeah, this is a career where I'm learning all these technical skills and I'm able to do what I love, whatever, whatever. But I didn't think about the fact that we're shifting how we interact with people and everything is like marketing and everything's social media and blah, 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 blah. And so now I'm like, hmm, I don't really want to go back to school, but also I don't want to keep um, not feeling like I'm financially secure. So what advice would you give to someone um similar to my situation like they don't know what's next they just know that they're not necessarily as happy as they could be with that absolutely um i think the first step is to find someone that is in your career field that you can have an honest and open conversation with Mm -hmm. um whether you have a relationship with that person or not everybody finds it flattering to get a compliment and then nobody is going to say no to a starbucks or free lunch date so um my thought would be to find someone that's in a space that you desire to be, whether they're um, in your professional organization um, or not, and reach out to that person. Look up look up their LinkedIn, find out a little bit more about them, and reach out to them. It's a cold ask. If they blow you off, you'll never see that person ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people will find it very humbling. You give them um, you give them a compliment on, on a place that they are and they are looking for advice or excuse me, share that you're looking for advice um, and working your way through this climate, you know, through this professional climate and would love to just pick their brain about a couple of things. Are they available for lunch at their convenience? Here are some days that work best for me, but whatever works best for you, you know, type of thing. So 
I would definitely first say to secure um, a professional mentor or just someone that you could have an honest and open conversation to. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I would also say to something that you can do without support, looking your professional career um, uh, like job seeking list, like go on indeed.com, look on um, um, you know DC jobs for those of us that live in the DMV area and look for jobs in your area. And look at what their um, um, the requirements for the job are. Like, what is it that they? What kind of experience do they want you to have? What kind of academic experience do they want you to have? So you can see that might not be where I am right now, but this is what it's going to take for me to get to my next level. Um, I don't think all careers require you to have an advanced degree, but mm-hmm. as a higher education advocate, I would never talk against it, especially for my. Um, brown and black people of color we want to be as learned as we possibly can so um, I would say number one find a professional mentor um, or someone that you can get some advice from and then number two look in your look in your area of expertise or look in your job market and see what they are seeking for that next step so you can take your time now and get those tools that you need so when you're ready to move forward you have everything you need mm. Okay, spitting gems. Nancy, see, this is why I got you on here. Because now you got me going back to school. Y'all know I hate class. But I think sometimes, like, you just have to bite that bullet. I think one thing, um, me going on a tangent here, one thing I wish I did more of is in college, I did a lot of what I wanted to do and not what needed to be done. Um, And I say that in terms of, like, networking um although i'm this like bright bubbly personality as soon as i have to be like in a professional space it's like i can't talk like i'm mute (laughs) and i don't understand why you know how we got to that point but i think i shied away from it and i only had one like major internship in my field and then i had another one that was like pr because i was like oh maybe i'll switch tracks whatever but uh and then i joined a lot of like social organizations and stuff like that instead of doing more professional things And I think that kind of bit me in the ass a little bit, right, when I was trying to, like, find a job after I graduated. Or, like, now, um, I don't really have, like, a big professional network. I have, like, more social wealth, which, I mean, I guess that's beneficial a little bit. But um, you always want to have, like, more professional contacts, um, just in case you may need them. Yeah, that's very true. I wouldn't say for you to shoot down or say what you're lacking because something that you are lacking is an area in which that is not so much strength Mm -hmm. um um, and so in talking about your professional networking and joining professional orgs sooner like those are definitely things that I would say um uh, need to happen um you know during undergrad or immediately post-graduation like just put yourself out there. Join a professional or uh, a professional organization, or even while you're on campus. Um, like you said, secure those internships. It's 2019, so now they're required. Sophomores and juniors, if you have not thought about that, you need to go ahead and work. Come, come find me. I'm, I'm <laughs> at one one four two School of Public Health. Okay, come find me. We'll talk about it because it is. It's very much a requirement now. Job markets are looking for you to have not only the um, professional ability academically, but they are looking for some applied working experience. And mm-hmm. so um, I definitely think it's good to have, but below what you were talking about and being in social org, I think having leadership skills, knowing how to 
manage large large events, like those types of things, those things can't be learned. They have to be experienced. So mm. I would definitely not say that um, um, that you are limited or you limited yourself by doing those things. I think they bring um, different strengths um, in different times of your life. You will fall back on them. So don't feel like you're lacking, baby girl. Oh, thank you. <laughs> See, look at you mentoring me without even noticing. Um, so I guess it kind of goes right into the next one. I was going to talk about the whole networking professionally and joining professional orgs sooner. Um, so we kind of already touched on it, but let's just, you know, give it a little bit more justice. Yeah. So I think it goes into your social capital, right? So whatever it is that you're hoping to do um, post-graduation, um, you know, I think by now, I think we all kind of know it's not what you know, it's who you know. And mm. being in spaces where your resume details, you know, let's say um, you're in government and politics and you're like, well, I'm a part of, you know, the Prince George's County chapter of the NAACP and um, I'm a member of the D.C. branch of the Professional Black Caucus and you're going to conferences that you're attending in which you're people are sliding you their business cards and saying like, hey, come talk to me about this. This is when you find out about those job opportunities that are not on Indeed.com and are not on DC Job, um, in which you are able to level your skill and ability, but also get to rub elbows with people that you would not be able to in a normal you know, type of setting. It's just opening up your eyes to experiences that you probably wouldn't have um, this early on if you weren't in these spaces. And so, um, you know, networking, I think, is a is an absolute must for professional and for academics. For those that are thinking about pursuing an advanced degree, going to get their master's, either immediately following undergrad or taking a gap year, your application is going to require at least two letters of recommendation, one from an academic body and maybe one one letter um, of professional reference or something from a professional network. And you're going to be like, hey, professor, remember four years ago when I got that <laughs> class? You know, that's, that's not really the best type of email to be sending. You hope to have a relationship with someone that either you've continued since your undergraduate days or maybe you know that person in another space. Um, in which you can um, call upon them to, to write you a strong reference letter that will be required for you to pursue graduate studies. And so um, we're all very uncomfortable with it, myself included. I think at no age do you say, oh, I'm comfortable with walking up to strangers and introducing myself, sparking up a conversation. So, um, But I think if you put yourself in those places and you feel like, oh, I got as much social capital as the rest of these people because we're all here doing the same thing, um, then I think it just gives us that level of comfort, but then um, it's putting you in these spaces that you will want to be in anyway. Mm, yeah, I definitely think that, like, one thing that's helping me with networking is just realizing that, like, I mean, everyone else here that's in my space, especially for, like, these big conferences, because I've been, like, so against um, going to, like, NABJ, for example. Um, I've been, like, so afraid because I'm, like, with a person a person with anxiety, I'm like, oh, my God, like, all these people are going to be here, and I got to talk to this person, I got to know everything about them. And it's, like, it's not even that. If you just have, like, 
if you just are yourself and have like a genuine conversation with someone, you don't have to know everything about them, but just like show that you're open and interested into learning more about them yeah. and what they do. Yes, you will be, you're like a sponge at those types of things, right? Like mm -hmm. the different workshops you go to. And then if you do get starstruck for a minute, you just run to the bathroom and hit that good Google and pull <laughs> something really quick to start a conversation. But I would definitely say go. Like you're limiting yourself by not going. Just go ahead and take that, the cost of the, the cost of the conference admission. It might be a plane trip. Just mm -hmm. go ahead and charge that to the account because what you will get out of it will be, um, will be priceless. Yeah. So next time I'll be on you because if you tell me you didn't go again, mm -hmm. it might be a problem. And I, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> in front of the listeners. Okay. I know. Listen, the word of 2019 is accountability. So this is Nacy holding me accountable, y'all. I will be there. <laughs> yes. Um, and the next thing you put, which is something that I'm experiencing right now, um, planning for retirement, um, and you put in parentheses, even if it's only $10 a month. So just, just yank my listeners up real quick. Yes. Okay. So we are in 2019. Um, and the way that the current administration is set up with your president, it's looking like social security is not going to be around as long as what we would like. Mm -hmm. and so I just think that, you know, with keto and we're all vegetarians and having healthier lifestyles we're living so much longer um and people are not retiring at 60 65 70 anymore um you know i'm thinking about my parents age like they're not trying to slow down you know at any time um and so my thought is is i know i don't want to still have to work at age 70 or 70 plus um, and the retirement account that I have set up for myself and then whatever I will get from my current employer may not be the bougie lifestyle that I am accustomed to right now. <laughs> so um, in thinking about saving for later, I mean it. It is so hard to think about setting additional money to the side when you already have tuition that you are paying for or student loans that you are paying for on top of rent and your car insurance. But I guarantee you, even if it's just $5 a month, just open up the account. I mean that. Open up the account. That is probably my biggest regret. Um, I did do it immediately after college, but if I would have done it throughout college or even like in my sophomore year, like $10 a month, trust me, the money you're saving, um, saving now. You won't miss that when you go to Cornerstone. You won't even <laughs> think about that. $10, okay? We, we won't even think about it. Rose Bar, they don't have enough specials. Get somebody to pick up the tag. It's $10 that will get you set up for the rest of your life. And so um, if we can think about a few places here or there, um, maybe this week we don't get a full set. We might stretch it out seven to 12 days, put that $10 somewhere that you can, um, it'll be helping you to secure for your future. And so, um, you know, $10 does not seem like much, but in, you know, 40 years after you set up that account and you look and you're like, oh my gosh, my personal retirement account has X amount of dollars in it on top of whatever it is that you will get from your employer, then um, you can live in, live in luxurious, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, um, this is something that my, so my Nana has a financial advisor, 
Um, and I can't do his accent, but basically he's also Trini, so that's how they know each other. And Mr. Victor yells at me every time. Well, he used to yell at me every time he saw me because he's like, oh, you know, I'm reading over your taxes and all your other information. And I'm seeing that your employer does um, dollar for dollar, like matching with your 401k. And he literally looked at me in my face and he says, the stupidest thing you've done to this day is not put money in that account. And I said, oh, and, and I was like, oh, um, I got to go. And he's like, no, every time I see you, I'm going to tell you that the dumbest thing you could have ever done was not put money. And the next time I saw Mr. Victor, I was like, okay, here are the documents I need to start putting money in there. And even though I just started doing this it this year, I feel like I missed out on so much money from last year because I've been in my job for almost two years. I feel like I lost so much money last year by not doing it. So I feel like I'm playing catch up. And you kind of just, like, start kicking yourself, like, dang, if I would have just, like, put, like you said, even if it was $10, like, the way I be running through Chick-fil-A, that's $10, you know? <laughs> so it just, like, the the more you, like, I hate listening to people. I have an authority problem, I would admit it. But, like, the people that have been telling me my whole life to do certain things have never been wrong, especially when it comes to, like, my money-making decisions and money-saving decisions. Like, there's never been a time where someone has told me to do something financially and it did not benefit me. So instead of me, like, blocking it up and being like, oh, no, I got it. I'm going to be good. When I'm actually making more money, I'm going to put more. That's bullshit. And I <laughs> I know I was lying to myself. I know that even if I was making 90K, I wasn't going to put no money until Mr. Victor yelled at me. So it's like you have to start at some point. So you might as well start, like, today, tomorrow, next Monday, like, yeah. as soon as you can. someone my age being like yeah if your employer is willing to match if they say that they're matching like four percent girl get them ten dollars today and then even if you're not like if you haven't secured your job yet but you're still like the job you want i should say the career you want and you're working at like um say you work at ulta right still take some of that money because I don't know if they have, I don't know what Ulta got, if they got retirement plans and health insurance. I don't know what y'all be doing. But, like, even if you put that into, like, a um, a separate account, like, if you if you open up a savings account at a um, federal credit union, whatever, still put that money in there and just don't touch it. Just, like, don't touch it. Because 
I, I mean, I have trouble doing that. I'm like, if, if I put the money away, it, one day it's going to be a cold, rainy day and I'm going to need a Chick-fil-A sandwich. And I'm like, hmm, let me dip into that money. But now what I started doing is like every time I get paid, I just give my Nana $200, like offer, like here, take it. Don't let me touch it. Matter of fact, forget yeah. that I even gave you this money. So me saving that, I'm bad at math, 400 a month. <laughs> me saving that 400 a month is like, even though it it's coming out without me even realizing it, because at this point it's like muscle memory. It's like get paid, give her the money. Me doing that and then getting the money back at the end of the year is so helpful because then I can set myself up for the next year. Like, okay, if I want to move out of my apartment and go somewhere else, if I want to, um, you know, go back to school and I need money for things and stuff like that, it's like just going to set me up. Um, so just try to do it in a way that's on your pace, but also you're not going to spend that money. <laughs> I agree. And I think it's it's exactly what you said. It's the muscle memory part, right? And those of your listeners that don't have a family member or somebody that they can trust to hold the money and not dip into it, (laughs) I would say open up a savings account that's not attached to a card. Right. Don't get the card when you open it up. That way, it's so much harder. Like, how many of us have taken off time out of school or work to go to the bank to pull money out? Like, it's, it's just so extra. Like, you're just likely not going to touch that money so um you just do it like that whatever whatever it needs for you to start um um on your money saving mission to invest in your future do it do not dawdle do not collect two hundred dollars stop right now um, um and plan for that future Mm, yes um and the next one you said was utilize every opportunity so like study abroad joining orgs um employment funding etc etc so tell us what you meant by that one a lot of times our financial responsibilities and obligations hinder us from taking full advantage of our undergraduate experiences. Um, you know, whether it be I'm funding my undergraduate tuition, you know, on my own, so I'm trying to hurry up and get out of here in under four years if possible. Um, you know, that might limit you from having free time to join an org or two. Um, that could assist you in getting in those professional networks that are going to help you post-graduation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that extra $400 for a study abroad trip um, is not in the financial plan. Um, you know, additionally, it's going to extend my time to degree by another semester. Like, I don't think that I can afford that. So we forgo that, excuse me, once-in-a-lifetime experience. You're never going to go to Guyana or France or Cuba for $400, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or what it, uh, the trip is. Um, and so I always, I'm, I think about um, utilizing every opportunity in the way of, you know, closed mouth, don't get fed. And you never know um, what kind of additional funding or support can be available, even if it's not detailed or publicized um, if you don't ask um, if you just assume that well I can't I can't do that because this is what the price point says if the if the announcement or if the advertisement says for additional questions please contact X y and Z then that's your opportunity to contact X y and Z and say you know what kind of scholarships are available or um, you know could this be used as an independent study if I can't you know if I can't financially fund the entire trip could this be used as an independent study where I could <clears throat> excuse me where I could work off my hours with another 
advisor within the department. Um, I'm sharing these things because I've seen them done time and time again, and I think too many times we shortchange ourselves, um, uh, especially as people of color, because we don't want to ask, because we assume our peers aren't asking, um, because we assume those opportunities are only granted to a selective few. Mm. Um, no, I, you know, I think it's the privilege that are asking. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, I think it's just um, realizing that everything that presents itself to you, you're not going to say yes to every single thing. But I think understanding the importance um, of those opportunities that are coming to you, like how could they be of benefit to you, not just now, um, but in your future, um, whether it's a study abroad trip, whether it's a, well, I got to join this, um, you know, I really want to join this organization, whether it be a, a sorority or a fraternity and the admissions fee or the application fee or the, initi- uh, the initiation fee, excuse me, you know, has a cost on it. If you think that um, being in those spaces will assist you either academically or professionally in the future, then that's a conversation that you need to sit down and have with someone. Um, and if that means that you've got to be scrubbing cars and, and babysitting and, you know, whatever else, it, it takes, you know, extra hours at Target um, or at the local shoppers in order to get it done, if you are foreseeing something in your future, now is the time because it's not going to be post-graduation because Sally Bay and Navi are going to be knocking on your door like this. <laughs> hey, 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 I'm at the door. Answer me right now. Um, you know, and so you, you don't get as many um, lucrative opportunities as you do post-graduation, low, as I am sure you, um, you know, can attest to. I'm mm-hmm. sure that you can look back like, you know, I wish I would have tried a little bit harder or I wish I would engage more, you know, in this. And so I just feel like when they come to you and there's some reason, it might not be financial, um, but some reason why you feel like it is limiting you from experiencing that, I would say reach out to somebody your mentor, a professor, you know, whatever the contact person is for that opportunity because you could be really shortchanging yourself. And what we don't want to do is live in regret. Mm. Come on, Miss Nacy. Spit oh, that real. Oh, okay. I'm dead at the uh, the number five one. Protect your edges at all costs. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I hope that one was just a joke. <laughs> I mean that physically. I, uh, I mean that in I don't know how many ways. Um, um, I think so um, psychologically, like as, as, as my whole self, if I'm saying like as my whole self, everything that that, that saying embodies is like protecting me. I am the bag, mm-hmm. right? Like we're not out there like running for the money. Like I, like I am the money, right? And so like protecting myself holistically, making sure that I am mentally, physically, and emotionally sound so that everything that I am exuding as a person is a benefit to me and those around me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about like, oh, okay, I need to, <laughs> I need to protect my edges. Like, I, I literally need to protect my edges. Um, um, I need to protect. I need to protect my edges. I literally need to protect my edges and make sure I'm wrapping my hair every night. Like, <laughs> can we talk about that <laughs> in our late twenties? Okay, no, for talk real. About that. Um, um, but no, I think just like overall, I meant that in like a social health, well-being, 
um, you know, I want to be exuding my best self at all times, and I cannot be of assistance to anybody else um, if I am not being of assistance and service to um, myself. And so that's what I thought of when I put that down there. Also, listening to um, yourself so many times, I just wanted you to know that I am minding my edges and my business at all times. Okay. Thank you. Mind your edges and mind your business. I'll be telling people all the time. Once you start worrying about yourself, the skin start clearing up. You start, you yes. look in the mirror, you're like, oh, I'm a little skinny now. Yes. You just yes. mind your business. Other people bag you. Especially like with me learning about like how you and I'll definitely get into this in another episode, but like every time you interact with someone, um, even if it's just like a short conversation, you transfer energies with them. And so like you have to just be careful. I guess this goes right into your next lesson about um, like socially, like keeping your circles tight and, in, and surrounding yourself with people who motivate, inspire and encourage you. Um, so I think just going off of that, like if you are surrounded with people that are like positive and always keep you, um, hungry and always remind you, you know, you're, you're doing, you're doing great. You're doing amazing. Keep going. Like those types of people, then, um, I feel like you just start to feel better. Like me not being around negative people holistically, I feel healthier and I don't know why, but like once you start to separate yourself from like toxic situations and toxic people i hate to use toxic right because it's such a buzzword but like once you surround yourself with nothing but positive vibes and, and good spirited people i just feel like i feel better i don't know how to describe it better. yeah you just you feel, feel good lighter, you know, yes you don't feel like torn down when you see them calling on your call list you're not like oh, i'll call her later like you you know you don't want that that drain that negative energy that negative vibe I say surround yourself with people that are going to push you, that are going to drive um, your ambitions, that are going to assist in motivating you. Like those of you, whether they're in your same professional or academic spaces or not, like we all want to secure that bag. So how are you securing it? Are you sitting around talking about it? What have you done today to make sure that you're getting one step closer? I'm so sorry if you hear all those whistles in the background. Aww. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but what have you done today to get you one step closer to where it is that you want to be? Um, you know, and if you're thinking about everything that you did today and like out of those five friends that you engaged with, um, you know, those weren't the people that assisted you in motivating me. You have to do a check and you have to say, okay, so how much of my social capital did I give out today and how much more did I receive? Um, you know, we want to be, we want to be hitting objectives and I'm definitely not the person that's like, Oh, cut everybody off. No, that's, that's not the case. We all get something from our relationships. Um, whether it just be emotional support, um, you know, motivation, stimulation. Um, uh, and so if you go down your friends list and the people that you're constantly giving energy to, like, what is it that you're getting back? Mm. Do you see yourself carrying them with you in the next three to five years? Right? Where will you be? Where will they be? You just want to surround yourself with as much positive energy as possible. If you, if you have a friend that you know if you get a promotion today or tomorrow that will not spring from the rafters, right? And mm -hmm. towards something Tuesday with you at the same time, <laughs> then that's probably not someone that you want to continue to give your energy to, right? You shouldn't yeah. have any friend that would not be boastful about anything positive that's going on in your life. So I think that's what I mean when I say keep your, you know, keep your social circle 
mm-hmm. know, surround yourself with people that will inspire and encourage you. Um, um, and don't just hang on to people out of obligation. I think we all have those friends that like, oh, we've been friends for like 15 years, but like you both hate everything about what you all are doing in your lives. It's just the fact that they're still around because you've been friends for so long. Mm. Um, you know, we got to focus that energy somewhere else. Yeah. I think a lot of times, like, people that, like, have known for a while are like, oh, Lauren, why don't you hang out with me? Or or why every time, you know, I ask you to do this, you don't want to do it? It's like, oh, but they're like, oh, you're always hanging out with these people. I'm like, yeah, because I'm surrounding myself with people who, okay, let's think of it this way. If you know that you are invited to something and you know it's going to be a good time, don't you immediately RSVP if you know you're available? But if it's something that you're invited to... And you are like, I mean, it may start off good, but I may go home like, damn, I wish I had that $30 back from that Uber I just called. (laughs) It's like you only go into experiences um, and some things you jump into it and you're like, okay, this could be fun. Let, Let me turn around. I get that. But for me, I know how I am. And I know that I'm here for a good time and not a long time. So if you <laughs> if you are here and like you want to hang out with me and I know that by seven o'clock you're going to be like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm tired. What time you want to leave? Can you call an Uber because I don't have the app? Or if you expect me to pay for everything? Because everybody has those like people that they know and they've known for a while that they know you're, I don't want to say you're, you're doing better than them, but they think that you're more well off than them. And they only hang around you because what they can get. We're not doing that. So you could stay your ass home. I'm not like, <laughs> I'm good. People been, they think I, they think this channel not money really going to take me somewhere. And I'm letting them know that I'm paid in pennies. And that's another conversation for me at HR. But no, people really be so upset that like, I don't want to engage with them. I don't want to hang out with them. And it's like, if you and I happen to be in the same space, cool. You know, we'll meet there. Text me when you at Lost Society rooftop. I'm pulling up, whatever. But I'm not going to go out of my way to hang out with people I know. It's not going to be a great experience. I don't want to just settle for it. It's going to be a little bit fun. It's okay. Oh, it was good, but it could have been better. No. If we're not having a great time, don't hit my phone. Oh. Period. Oh my gosh. Preaching today? No, I am preaching because I think that, like, people get sensitive about stuff like this and they need to understand that, like, yeah, you have friends that you can grow with, and then some people you just grow out of it. In mm, your friendships, you yeah, you like, grow out of it. Like, it's, what you, like, what are you bringing to the potluck? If I'm bringing macaroni and cheese, and you said you're bringing napkins, like we can't have a meal that way. Ooh. Okay. Hold on, analogy. Hold on. <laughs> but that's how it is. It really feels like sometimes I am hosting the potluck. I'm bringing the chicken. I'm bringing the steak marinated marinated steak at that and and everybody's just showing up with forks and knives and plates and cups unacceptable and i and i i'm hoping somebody got that message today that was just served right on a platter no it was me that got the message because i realized that recently and i'm just like i threw it up in the air and i hit the wall and i was like okay you know what girl we gotta put it together um, but this is such a robust discussion and I just want to say thank you so much. Um, you really like, hmm? I said, I'm, I'm absolutely, I hope it was helpful. 
No, it was. And I just want, I hope that my listeners will like, even if they're not, I think people think that, oh, you know, just because you're not in school, you can't hit up Miss Nacy. No, hit up Miss Nacy right now. Tell them what your social media is. Ooh, you can follow me at, at Mrs. Nacy, M-R-S-N-H-C-I-E, on Instagram and um, on Twitter. But you can email me directly at N Grigsby, G-R-I-G-S-B-Y, at umd.edu. I'm always available. Yes, so if you ever, like, have a question about something, if you want to join NAACP, they're like, no. Um, Or if... Right. Or if you're in a transitional phase, because I know a lot of you guys that I follow um, on socials, like you're just graduating, maybe you're trying to figure out your next move. If you want to go back to school, if you want to jump into the workforce, um, or if you just want someone to talk to, I mean, go to the counseling center, but also like if you're an adult, you can't do that. So yeah, just hit up Miss Nacy and, but don't, but don't do the most. Like don't hit her up every day with a problem because she probably got stuff to, she got kids. Okay. She got kids. But I will tell you, if you don't want honest feedback or advice, don't come holler at me. Oh, no filter. That door is closed. No, for real. It's no filter. So I'm happy to be of assistance. Use me. Do not abuse me. Okay. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to give all the good knowledge. I want nothing best for my kings and queens. So we all are here trying to secure this bed. Period. Period. Well, thank you so much, Miss Macy. I hope everyone listening got as much out of it as I did like I'm starting to do some mental notes being like hmm okay let me find out you just told me to go back to school and get a degree period so thank you so much I love you love you okay bye bye everybody bye.